so one thing my husband said to me, he's been listening to podcasts. Oh, yeah. And he was like, here's what I always love. And I was like, what? And he was like, you and Kara, you always start out like, hey, hi, how are you? <laughs> I've got a story for you. Great. And then you're like, and so these, this couple got married. And then the other one would be like, great. <laughs> and then it's like, and then he murdered her. And you're always so like, oh, <laughs> like we're surprised that something bad happened. <laughs> and he's like, you know, your podcast is Witch's Magic, Murder, and Mystery. It's yeah. not, it's not happy stories. This isn't the good. I mean, except for all of our witch stories. Yeah. I'm Megan. I'm Kara. This is the Witch's Magic, Murder, and Mystery podcast. <laughs> we're so good at this. <laughs> so good at this. I've got a mystery for you today. Mysteries. Um, it is an older case. Okay. It's unsolved. Oh, yeah. Okay. On July 26th, 1974, a 12-year-old girl was taking a walk with her family along Race Point Dunes in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Okay. When their dog suddenly started barking and ran off. I should tell you, this girl's age has been described anywhere from like 9 to 14. Oh. But... I found it more than once as 12, so I went yeah. to 12. But if if I had the age wrong, I apologize. You can always find all of our sources in the show notes. Yep. That's what and we base our and information <laughs> off of. We express our opinions based on the information yes. that is publicly available at the time. At okay. the time. <laughs> okay, so she runs off after the dog, and then she spots something that she thought was a dead deer. Oh. And it wasn't. I oh. can probably already tell. Oh. Um, she realized it was the decomposing Poor body kid. of a woman. Can you imagine? Oh. Yeah. Like, I mean, I grew up on a farm. Oh, yeah. I've smelled. Decomposing animals. Yeah. And, like, stumbled upon. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. It is horrible. So, but then to realize it's a person. Oh, my God. I can't. At 12 years old. Oh. Like, I keep thinking about my daughter, my younger daughter. She's 11. Yeah. But she'll, she'll be 12 soon. And right. it's just like, I can't imagine. Yeah, my oldest is 12, and if she saw mm-hmm. that, she'd lose her mind. Yeah, just terrifying and awful, and you'd never get it out of your head. Right. So anyway, the body was about 15 feet from the nearest access road, and there were two sets of footprints leading to the body, and then tire tracks were found 50 yards from the scene. Huh. There was a significant <laughs> a significant amount of insect activity, Oh. and investigators determined that she may have been dead for anywhere from 10 days to three weeks. Oh. So it's the summer in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. So, so it's just kind of like, there. You, yeah. like mm, the weather may have an effect on it. As for the body itself, the woman was face down on a green beach blanket. There mm. was no sign of a struggle, leading to police to think that she'd either known her killer or had possibly been asleep when she was killed. Oh. A blue bandana and a pair of Wrangler jeans were folded under her head like a pillow. Oh. She was white. She was about five foot six and weighed around 145 pounds with an athletic build. Okay. So she could have, they're like, well, she could have fought. Could have, but there was no sign of a struggle. So she's had to have been fought. Her long red hair was pulled back into a ponytail with a gold flecked elastic band and her toenails were painted pink. Oh. She had uh, dental work, several gold crowns worth five to $10,000. Huh? They called this New York style dental work, which I guess just means it was expensive. I'm like, what does that mean? Why? New York style dental work. I've never heard that. Why? Both of her hands and one of her forearms were missing. Several of her teeth had been removed. Maybe those were gold ones. Well, but there were still gold ones. They in left there. the gold ones. 
I guess. It says they think the teeth, hands, and forearms were all removed to either make it more difficult to in- to identify her ah. or her killer. Ah. Like maybe if she had like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, where her hands should have been, there were piles of pine needles. Like how like her arms were uh, I mean, it's just a weird like why? Why uh, would you do that? Yeah. Her uh, age has been estimated to be anywhere from twenty to forty nine years old. Because she's so badly. Twenty nine year difference. Yeah. yeah. So the description of the scene said there was no sign of a struggle, but the body was described as being nearly decapitated. My God. Maybe from strangulation. And the left side of her head had been crushed. I kept seeing references to how they speculated the weapon was, um, they think it was like a military entrenching tool. Okay. And I had no idea what that meant. So I Googled to see what it looked like. And the best description I can come up with is that it's like a shovel with a shorter handle and the shovel is turned oh, like, like a, a, like a, a, like a, like a, like a hoe, like an axe. Yeah. So I guess the no struggle things just means she didn't fight back. Cause obviously there were signs of violence. It's just that she didn't put up a fight. Yeah. So anyway, the head injury is what killed her. And there were also signs of sexual assault, most likely after she was dead. Oh, good Lord. Police compared her description to thousands of missing persons reports nationwide, but they couldn't identify her. What? They surmised that her body had probably been moved to that spot by the road after she was killed because the sand of the beach blanket were fairly undisturbed. So the fact that there was no no sign of a struggle. Yeah. And then if she had fought back, but they took off her. Yeah. yeah, So. And the blanket was still neat. (sighs) Right. They did extensive searches of the entire area and checked out vehicles that had been in the area, but no clues were found aside from the items that were found with the body, with which I already mentioned, like the, right. the pointy holder, yeah. the beach blanket, whatever, the jeans. Yeah. Without a name, she became known as the Lady of the Dunes. Oh. Mm-hmm. She was buried in October of 1974, three months after she was found in St. Peter's Cemetery there in Provincetown. Her headstone read, unidentified female body found Race Point Dunes, July 26, 1974. Oh. I know. So a clay facial reconstruction was created in 1979. In 1980, her remains were exhumed just to re-examine everything. Right. But no new clues were found. Dang it. Then she was exhumed again in 2000 to retrieve DNA. And this time, when they reburied her, they left out her skull. I think it's like a, a means to be able mm-hmm. to, st- in case... Something came up they could compare it to. Right. Then in 2010, her skull was placed through a CT scanner that generated images for another reconstruction by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Oh. So, I mean, they've continued to work yeah. this case. You know, when they've yeah. had opportunities they come just up. just drop it. Right. So there have been few leads in the case. In 1987, a Canadian woman told a friend that she'd seen her father strangle a woman in Massachusetts sometime around 1972. Police tried to locate this woman, the Canadian woman, uh-huh. but didn't have any luck. Oh. So, like, that could be something. Right. But without being able to question her, it's just a yeah. dead end. Yeah. Then another woman told police that the reconstruction of the victim resembled her missing sister, who disappeared in Boston in 1974. Boston. Boston. There was a woman named Rory Jean Kessinger. A drug dealer and bank robber who'd escaped from jail in 1973 and would have been around 25 years old at the time of the discovery of the Lady of the Dunes. Authorities did think that the victim resembled Kessinger, but DNA from Kessinger's mother didn't match the victim. Oh, okay. Okay. I got to pause here for a second, though, (laughs) and talk about this DNA thing. Because I learned something 
crazy from another podcast I love that's called Let's Go to Court, uh-huh. which is they feature crazy sh- court cases and it just about always is some sort of murder case um, that has just some sort of interesting court battle. So it's really good if you're into that kind of thing. Um, and if you listen to us, you probably are. <laughs> yeah. Like, hop on over. Apparently, there is a term called chimerism. I could be mispronouncing that. No, I'm going to go with it. I think that's, you think that's, I think that's right. it. I think that's it. So there's like a mythical creature called chimera, which is like, I think it has two heads or something like that. So that's kind of what this, where the word okay. comes from. But chimerism refers to animals or humans that contain cells of two or more individuals and their bodies contain two different sets of DNA. If you really stop and think this through, it's, it blew my mind to think about. So they, they think a lot of the times the way it happens is like if a woman um, is pregnant with twins and then one of the twins doesn't develop, those cells end up being absorbed uh-huh. by her body. Yeah. Or possibly by the surviving twin's body. And it right. would happen so early that right. you wouldn't even know yeah. there, were, there was ever a second child. I mean, that's one possible explanation. There are others. It's assumed that this is a pretty rare thing. But also, how would you know unless you've had your DNA tested? Well, and also, like, I've read articles that says, like, once you've had a child with someone, you've absorbed some of their DNA as well because that child is within you. So that was kind of what, could, yeah, yeah, like you could have like that guys, like, I don't know have, enough about how it works. I have two baby daddies. I could have <laughs> both of their, the court case they did on let's go to court was this, um, it was like a paternity suit oh, yeah. that when they test the DNA, they were like, well, he's the father, but you're not the mother. And it's kind of like, oh, I gave yeah, birth. This child came out of me. Yeah. And they thought that she was lying and they thought that, you know, maybe she'd kidnapped. So there's just all yeah. this stuff. And it was like, they had to interview people who'd known her when she was pregnant. They had to interview people who were there when the babies were delivered. Yeah. Like it's hers. But right. the idea that the maternity part would be in question right. is so bizarre. But as it turns out, she was a woman who had this condition who, oh my gosh, like she had a certain DNA in, in some parts of her body, but like her cervix had a different set of DNA. That's so crazy. Right. So then that the, makes the me question. a person in itself. <laughs> but that makes me question when they are like, well, the DNA doesn't match. It's like, well, does it or does it not? How can we be sure anymore? Okay. It's like, now I don't even know what to believe. <laughs> okay. Somebody take DNA from her cervix as well. It's like, how can you be, how can you be sure? Can you imagine if you got away with it? Like if you killed somebody and they did a DNA test and you're like, well, I'm screwed. And they're like, well, the DNA doesn't match. You'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like wait am i innocent you know what i mean like, i'm good i'm good I'm so i didn't go. do it i all thought right, i did all right guys see y'all later but it's really go. like i said who people in general in general general they don't get their dna tested right or if you do you get it tested from one spot of your body you wouldn't know or like they test the golden state killers like family and ancestry.com and then find him like it's that clear Kara, yes megan i have been seeing all over tiktok these hair straighteners ever since i got my haircut i'm still feel like i'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again let me tell you i have found one that works really well it's um Yay. from timo uh-huh. t-y 
M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh my we gosh. got a so exciting and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge NCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against the ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately Mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o-beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. So this whole question now that there's a there's apparently a thing called chimerism where you could possibly have more than one set of DNA in your body. It's questionable. I same endorse. I just well, it's, it's not questionable. Insane. That's a real it's thing. For yeah, sure. yeah. It just makes now I'm like yeah, like now we're like how do we trust DNA everything? anymore? So when you tell me questioning all the things, we don't think this victim was Rory Jean Kessinger because DNA didn't match. Did it not? We don't know. Who knows anymore? We don't know. So anyway. Just, Life as we just know it. stop and think about it and let it blow your mind for all the possible just, implications. Just a few moments. Let's have a few moments here. So, <laughs> okay, back to my story. There's a theory that the dead woman might have been an extra. Okay, this is like a big thing in the 1975 film Jaws. Oh, so you've yes. heard of it. That's the only. That's how I've heard of this story. But I didn't know any of the details. I yeah. just heard like this random lore yeah. about that movie. Jaws had been filmed in Martha's Vineyard, which is about 100 miles south of Provincetown uh-huh. between May and October of 1974. And like I said, she was found in June of 74? 74. Yeah, July yeah. of July. Stephen King's son, Joe Hill, was watching the film's 4th of July beach scene, which is about 54 minutes into the film. And he spots a woman in the crowd wearing a blue bandana and genes similar to those found with the body. Mm-hmm. A lead investigator on this case did seem interested in this theory, but others were pretty dismissive of it, calling it like right. far-fetched and wild speculation. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. When you have no idea who it is, yeah. no speculation. Just, right. Let's just let's take just, every theory. Let's just roll with it um, at this point. Still, there are like six other extras, apparently, who are also wearing blue, blue bandanas. bandanas. Yeah. So it seems like it was just kind of a common style. But she time. was redhead. 
which is rare. Yeah. But maybe if she has a bandana on, you can't see her hair as much. That's true. I don't know. And I mean, my hair where it's, I've got highlights and stuff. There are people who think, like, who've never really seen me in person who think I have blonde hair. And I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. I have totally red hair. Yeah. Regardless, the Jaws producers had not recorded the name of the extras, the names uh, of the extras. Like, now yeah. they do that, you know, but yeah. back in the 70s, yeah. It's a wild, wild We're just going to give you some cash before you yeah. go. Yeah, you can be in this movie. Congratulations. Yeah. There have been a few suspects. If you're familiar with the name Whitey Bulger. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, is it yeah, Bulger yeah. or yeah. Bulger? I feel like I've. I think it's Bulger. I think it's Bulger too. Yeah. Um, I've read about him. But yes. I same. just realized I don't know how to say it. He was a notorious mob boss and FBI informant. And he was in the news a few years ago because he was killed in prison. Mm-hmm. Before going to prison, he'd been on the run for several years. You can find podcasts about him. It's interesting. If yeah. I just, mob stuff doesn't interest me. Even True Crime Obsessed, which is one of my most favorite podcasts in the world. When they do mob episodes, I'm like, eh. I like to watch documentaries on them and like stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why it doesn't interest me. Just doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, he was seen with a woman matching the Lady of the Dunes description around the time that she would have died. Hmm. So this is even more interesting because apparently Bulger had been known to remove victims' teeth in the past. Oh. But no link between. What do you do with them? Just very necklace. Oh, oh. Um, it's like those seashell necklaces. God, <laughs> no link between this woman or Whitey Bulger has been proven. The organized crime angle is interesting, though, right? Yeah. Like, though, like maybe that explains why it's such a clean crime scene, right. and the removal of body parts seems <laughs> really extreme. If it was but just like a crime of passion, needles. I don't know. If it was like a seasoned professional killer, then the removal of the body parts would have just been like no big deal, right? And the mob ties might also explain why it hasn't been solved because yeah. people have a good reason to be quiet, either out of like fear or self-preservation right. or something. There's also a serial killer, Haddon or Hayden. It's 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 got two D's. Oh, so Haddon. I mean, I um, know. I don't know. Mr. Clark confessed <laughs> to the crime, but it's kind of questionable because he'd been diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, oh. which could lead him to admit to things he didn't do. Oh. In 2004, he sent a letter to a friend saying he'd killed a woman on Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and he sent two drawings, one of a handless naked woman sprawled on her stomach and another of a map pointing to where the body was found. But the thing is, this is 2004, so he could have just known all that from the news. Right. Yeah, if it was heavily covered. Right. In April of 2000, Clark led police. This is actually before he even did the letter but yeah clark led police to a spot where he claimed he had buried two victims 20 years before oh and they did find a body there of a woman who'd been missing since 1986 oh also there's this bearded guy in prison (laughs) there's this bearded guy (laughs) he's in prison with this serial killer hadden hadden hayden clark (laughs) and that serial killer believes that the bearded guy is jesus christ because he's a paranoid schizophrenic oh okay so he will tell yeah. this guy things like a confession because yeah. he thinks he's our Lord and Savior. He's Jesus. <laughs> right. He's told that guy, like as a confession, that he killed as many These as... These are a- my confessions. <laughs> if I'm going to tell it, then I'm going to tell it all to Jesus Christ in my prison cell. <laughs> he told his Jesus... That he killed as many as a dozen women and girls along the eastern seaboard between the mid-70s and 1993, the year he was arrested. The problem is that sometimes he tells the truth. Right. And sometimes he just leads you on a wild goose chase. Yeah. So he did, however, tell police where they could find a bucket buried 
He led police to a bucket with 230 pieces of women's jewelry buried on a property in Cape Cod that had once been owned by his grandfather. Oh. One of the pieces was a high school ring that belonged to one of Clark's known victims. And Clark told his inmate friend, inmate Jesus, Jesus. That, the discovered, Jesus. that the discovered jewelry was a collection of trophies from a two-decade-long <gasps> killing spree. Oh. 230 pieces. Gosh, that's a lot. The idea that he could have killed this woman isn't completely implausible. Right. But of the two murders where he's actually been convicted, which I had to read about and I hated it every second of it, mm -hmm. one was a child oh. and the other was a 23-year-old woman. So, like, two totally yeah. different victims. One was stabbed. The other was suffocated. Oh, my God. He'd left a fingerprint at the scene of one of them. And there was also some cannibalism involved, which, again. Oh, was, my God. When I first started, I was like, maybe I should do an episode on this guy. And I, I was like, absolutely not. This is no. awful. So, it's like the two murders that he's been convicted of do not feel as clean and controlled as the murder of the Lady of the Dunes. At the same time, there are 230 pieces of jewelry, and he's only been convicted of two murders. There's no so, yeah. There's probably more, right? Yeah. Ground-penetrating radar has been used. Mob ties were probed. Motorcycle gangs were investigated. Psychics. 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 Have been contacted. Contacted. They've been contacted. <laughs> Guys, these psychics been contacted about these facts that we've been finding uh, on this case here. Psychics have even been contacted. No family or friends have ever come forward. And that's the weirdest part for me Any with any of these cases. Yeah. The fact that no one ever comes forward and says, you know, I heard my story. person is yeah. missing. Well, even if they don't know about the body, just saying my person's missing. Right. Like, yeah, no one missed her. It's really sad. Um, she was an only so child. We, and both we, her parents died. I mean, yeah, she could just be all alone. Yeah. But no one knew her. Like no one. How? No friends. Yeah. Nothing. We still don't know who she was. Um, she is currently the oldest case of an unidentified dead person oh in Massachusetts. Gosh. In 2014, one of the case investigators raised money for a new casket for the woman because no. the original one was made of thin metal and it had rusted and deteriorated. In 2019, investigators said they hoped to use DNA profiling, just like what was used to catch the Golden State Killer, to try and learn the woman's identity. Mm -hmm. In case you're not familiar with that, it involves using a combination of DNA and genealogy to find people who might be related to the woman and tracing her identity from there. Yeah. So you aren't looking for a complete match to identify the woman. You're just looking for certain Family markers that indicate some type of yeah. blood relation. So it's like what she was talking about earlier. That's how they caught the Golden State Killers, that they somebody had submitted their DNA to like 23andMe or one of those genealogy yeah, sites. Yeah, just trying to find their family. And that DNA ended up being connected to DNA found. I mean, it wasn't a match, but it was like whoever this person is is related yeah. to the Golden State Killer. And they eventually traced it back to him. Yeah. The articles about this are in 2019, and that's the last I can find about it. So, geez, uh, they haven't, either they haven't found any sort of match yet, or it's kind of like, we're not going to know until they actually determine who. Right. Yeah. So. My gosh. I know. I do. I did that 23andMe thing. Yeah. And I had the thought of like, what if I'm related to a murderer? Oh, Yeah. No, I did the Ancestry.com one, and I'm just like, I can't wait for something weird to pop up. Mm -hmm. But mine takes me all the way back to, like, Revolutionary War and all I that I don't stuff. really understand how to read my results. I mean, it tells me everything we probably already knew. I'm the whitest white person ever. That's about it. <laughs> oh, I have some. There's nothing I interesting. I have some things. I mean, I've got some things, but they're, like, 
0.04% or something, oh, but it's, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that's the um, unsolved mystery of the Lady Gosh, of the Dunes. Lady of the Dunes. I just hate, you We're know. for you. Yeah. I hate that we don't know anything. You don't know who she was. Yeah. Or who killed her. I mean, it could be that Hayden Haddon Clark guy. One, the fact that no one was like, oh, this warehouse was really bloody and messy and I found some arms and right. hands. and Yeah, no pieces were never found. But you're on Cape Cod. I guess those could be That's easily true. disposed of in the yeah. water somewhere. Or just buried. I mean, right. if no one knows where to start with an investigation, if you can't identify the victim or the killer, yeah. she, those body parts could be buried literally anywhere. Right. But I think that's what the ground penetrating radar was used for in when the they area. found, because they knew um, the land that his grandfather, the serial killer's oh, yeah. grandfather the had jewelry. owned. And so I think they were like, well, we'll just search that at least, but it didn't lead to anything else. Yeah. So. Oh. Oh. All right. That's our story for the week. That's it. Um, man, oh man, oh man. Super sad. Yeah. Let's see this. Everybody go watch Jaws and see if she can, you can identify I her. thought about it and I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's weird to look at it and wonder if that's her. Yes. So this episode is coming out on September 24th. Which, which is means, so close to October. Yeah. It means next Friday next is October. October. All right. So um, we're excited about October. We hope you are too. Yes. We love you so much for listening. So much. You can find links to everything you need links to in our show notes mm-hmm. from the sources to all the millions of ways you can contact us. Yeah. And we love hearing from you. We really do. And we will be back next week. With all the things. Yes. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.